When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been well documented that kids develop an interest in STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, and math early on, between kindergarten and sixth grade. However, a 2017 survey by Microsoft found that, at least in Europe, girls begin to lose interest around age 15. In an effort to reinvigorate the excitement for these courses, the Society for Science hosts a yearly competition for kids across the country. Reva Ramadore, director for the Thermo Fisher Scientific Junior Innovators Challenge, says these contests are important for helping build students' confidence in STEM subjects. It's a critical age where many students are transitioning and can drift away from their interests in science and engineering. And so we want to encourage students to continue their passion for science and engineering through providing a means of celebrating their accomplishments. The program has been around for 25 years, doing its part to keep more kids interested in math, science, and engineering courses. The Thermo Fisher JIC is the only middle school science, technology, engineering, and math competition that leverages society-affiliated fairs across the nation. Which means that kids, like Shania Gill, didn't know they were ultimately competing for a larger prize when they entered in their local science fair. I wasn't even aware that Thermo Fisher Scientific JIC was even a thing because everything was presented to me in little steps. And so I was kind of just looking at the next step ahead of me and going little by little to see maybe where I would end up. And it was a really good journey because it was not stressful, but rather a really great learning opportunity where I got to focus on little things and improving little things. And at the end, I can just stand back and see everything that I've done. Gill is a sixth grader from California. She was among the 300 participants who were selected by scientists, engineers, and educators throughout the country to move on in the competition. And then from those top 300, 30 finalists are selected to participate in finals week here in Washington, D.C., where they compete in team STEM challenges that test their abilities in critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and creativity. And top awards total more than $100,000 and include the $25,000 Thermo Fisher Scientific Ascend Award. This was the first time Gil had participated in any type of science fair. But like many kids, she's always had an innate curiosity for how everyday objects are made. I've always really enjoyed crafting and just building things and I would purposely take apart things and break them just for the purpose of building them back up. Gill took real world inspiration for her project. During the pandemic, a restaurant behind her house caught fire and completely burned down. Even though the restaurant had working smoke detectors, they didn't notify the owners in time to save their business. I knew that I wanted to make a fire detector that could detect a potential fire hazard instead of a actual threat to safety. So it would detect a potential fire hazard in the form of an unattended fire and send a text message to you about it. And this device works much faster and much more accurate than any other smoke detector. 
And while she set out to help prevent fires like the one that destroyed her local restaurant, the idea for her prototype came from an unlikely source. The prototype utilizes a thermal camera and a coded small computer. And I spend too much of my time on YouTube Shorts and I was going through some videos and I found this little short about some guys using the thermal camera to see where heat would leave out of their house for the winter. So I knew that I wanted to use a thermal camera because I realized that thermal cameras could detect fires and therefore detect humans. A normal detector senses smoke particles in the air, which can mean anything from a true fire to the bag of popcorn you burned in the microwave. Gill's technology is able to tell the difference between unattended fires that pose a threat and ones that have a human in the room. And so an unattended fire would be if there's a fire and not a human around. So if there were to be an unattended fire, maybe this is because you forgot about it or any other reason, then a text message would be sent to the user. This amount of time between detection and a text message can also be made longer or shorter based on the user's preference. But getting to this final product took a lot of work. Luckily, Gil says the segmented competitions gave her time to fix all the kinks in her prototype, like learning to code. I barely knew anything. I only knew the general kind of way to code. So I definitely needed to learn how to code along the way. And a really big issue for me was me overlooking big, big problems. For example, when I started this project, I thought that I would only rely on temperature to detect everything, to detect fires and humans. But temperature is not reliable in itself because fires heat up air around it. So it becomes just a really big mess when you look at the pictures that the thermal camera might give you. So I needed to add so many more variables and make the code so much more specific in order to combat that. So by the time she made it to the finals in Washington, D.C., Gil was able to focus on the extra challenges in the competition. Ramadore says the judges look for more than just a great product, but an overall understanding of how to problem solve and work as part of a team. So they're looking at those 21st century skills like communication, collaboration, creativity. We think it's really important to, for students to engage in these out-of-school learning experiences like science fairs because they provide a great opportunity for students to showcase their expertise in topics that they are studying in school and just allow them a new way to explore their interests and really have real-world applications to what they're learning. It was really fun, and I expected it to be quite stressful, but I actually really enjoyed it because there were so many people and so many like-minded yet super unique people around me. And if you're thinking Gill's project sounds like an impressive product for an established company, much less a 12-year-old, you're not alone. At the end of the week, Gill won the top prize, the $25,000 Ascend Award. While she's saving that money for college, she fully intends to move forward with her innovative fire detector. My plan is to bring it to the market, and I've also decided not to patent it in order to allow other people to also hop on the fire detector train, I guess, and just bring this device to as many people as fast as possible and therefore save as many lives as soon as possible. Subjects like math and science can often be looked at as a burden, something that gets in the way of other more fun activities. But Gill's story shows that helping kids develop an interest in STEM can feed their creativity and launch their goals from a young age. I don't see science or building this device as a task. I see it as 
really just fun. So having to balance fun and building my prototype and improving it in as many ways as I can, I don't really have to balance them because they're almost the same thing. And a lot of times I just like to play music and just work on whatever I need to work on because I just enjoy it. Which is a great attitude for the future generations if we continue to make advancements in technology. The National Science Foundation reports that about a quarter of the U.S. workforce is employed in STEM, and that number is only expected to increase in the future. We're seeing so many new jobs in STEM open up. I think there are over 3.8 million STEM jobs that are anticipated to be created by the end of this decade. And in this world of ever-evolving technology and abundance of STEM careers and opportunities, we're seeing more students, we hope, get involved in STEM and think it's so critical for these students, students from all backgrounds really, to have access to STEM education and the resources they need to pursue those passions. If anyone out there is trying to pursue any type of STEM career, I would just like to say just to go for it and to tackle a problem that you might have, whether it's big or small, it doesn't really matter because as long as you're doing what you like the most and putting your passions into something that matters, I think that's the best. You can find more information about Reva Ramadore, Shania Gill, and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. For more behind the scenes, follow Radio Health Journal on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Greg Johnson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal... Cyanide, as an example, some people can smell a bitter almond smell, and some organophosphates, which are used as terrorist agents, smell a little bit like garlic. How can you tell if a person was poisoned? Then, how long can we really live using science? This is not snake oil. And that's probably, again, one of the reasons we use the word immortality, because to differentiate it from simply living another 10 years or maybe 100 years. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Bessie was getting press, but it was only from the black press. White press was not interested in Bessie at first. The courageous stunt pilot you've likely never heard of. Then... When it doesn't work, meaning because you forget, you screw up. Don't turn goof-ups into give-ups. Why it's so hard to break those bad habits. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.